Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Hey, it's Friday. Thought we were going to hear from Doug Turnbull one more time. There's 608 on the Mark Aram Show. Yes, we made it to the end of another pandemic week. I am very excited for a couple of reasons. Uh, two big sports reasons and one big weather reason. Thank you, Kirk Mellish. Fall temperatures this weekend. Chuck's going to be out in his... Uh, Tree stand in, not shooting anything. In his long johns, firing away at deer and not hitting anything. Yeah. While the rest of uh, Atlanta is going to be super focused on two massive sports days. Tonight and tomorrow, the Braves could go to the World Series tonight. They could punch their ticket tonight. And the dogs are taking on Alabama I wanted to start off the show uh, talking sports here because it's uh, two major stories here on your home of the dogs, 95.5 WSB. Coming up, second hour of the show, uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock's going to join us live. Never have I ever with Russ in Gainesville. Uh, but the big news, again, we'll start with tonight's uh, National League Championship Series, the Braves and the Dodgers. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black joins us live. Jay, the Braves could go to their first World Series since 1999. You were in third grade? Uh, not quite. I was in the ninth grade. Ninth grade. All right. Very close. Um, freshman at Collins Hill High School. This uh, look, look at that. A little shout out to the Collins Hill no High Eagles. folk. Um, unbelievable yesterday. You and I have been talking about this series in the mornings all week. And, and before the series, I was like, oh, uh, I'm really worried about Bryce Wilson in that game four spot. I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. He showed me and the rest of the baseball world yesterday. What a performance. The only thing that's made sense in this series is that Max Freed was a stud. Everything else has not gone to script at all. I think Bryce Wilson's had two starts this year, and one was only three innings. The other, the, Really, the reason he got that start last night was because he had five shutout innings against the Marlins three weeks ago. And he was like, okay, you're the fourth best starter they got. Hang around. You might get to pitch in the National League Championship Series. And he gives up one hit against Clayton Kershaw. Are you kidding me? It Unbelievable. Was spectacular. Yeah. Um, and you know what? If Cole Hamels was healthy, we might not know about Bryce Wilson's exactly. epic performance yesterday. Joining us live in studio, Channel 2 Action News sports reporter Allison Mastrangelo. Allison, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Oh, my. I don't know. <laughs> your your mic's on. <laughs> Good. Thanks for having me. We, we got a TV person in the, <laughs> in the studio, Jay, doing radio. Um, Allison, uh, you're covering, obviously, the Braves for Channel 2. Uh, Jay's buddy, Zach Klein, is in Texas in Arlington, covering Air Force. Uh, this is a big, big deal for the city of Atlanta. The Braves, one win away from the World Series. I know. The first thing when I moved here, I used to cover sports out in Denver. Is everyone was like, you're going to Atlanta. It's a tough, you know, the fans, are, you know, they're used to losing sometimes in big ways. And <laughs> yeah. it's always 
always like historic ways that yes. they lose. Like I covered Super Bowl Fifty One. I was there for that game. And then you watch this. It was Game Three. Was it when the the Braves were down? You know, seven nothing. And I tweeted out like by mistake. I was like, oh, at least it's only seven runs and not ten. <laughs> and then I got blasted yeah, after that. You jinxed this it. is huge. Yeah. This fan base, the city, everyone wants this so badly. And I believe they have the chance. If not tonight with Max Reed on the hill tomorrow, I believe they can they can wrap but, us what, up. But you know, Al, but you know, Allison, no Braves fan is turning their back right now. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, Absolutely and no. again, we're, this is a jinx-free zone. No one jinxed yeah, this. Yeah, Nothing yeah, is sold. No. Uh, let's talk about tonight's game, Jay Black, a bullpen game with uh, our old buddy AJ Minter starting the game, making his first career start. The left-hander who's been ter- terrific. He has turned around a horrible 2019 and, and become exactly what the Braves wanted in this deep bullpen. So. His requirement is going to get out the top of the Dodgers order. Betts, Turner, and Seager. Seager's the only lefty there, but Betts is at 200 against lefties this year, and Justin Turner hits righties better. So that's your assignment. Go get those three outs and get out of the first inning, and it'll be a bullpenning night for Atlanta all the way through. And the bullpen has been the strength of this team throughout the year. So that's, you know, people might freak out. Oh, bullpen game in the National League champion. That's, you know, the Braves' strength has been their bullpen. Very deep, very solid. And uh, Snick can can do matchups as much as he wants. Who are the Dodgers starting tonight? Because I know, listen, we worry about our Braves starting staff, but the Dodgers don't have anything set in stone. Uh, No, that'll be Dustin May in his hair. He's the 100 mile an hour (laughs) throwing redhead from the Dodgers. And. He he can start. He had he did start in the regular season. He has not been required to do that in the playoffs. He pitched one inning as as a starter against the Padres in the division series. But they're going to ride him as far as he can go, and then they're going to turn that over to their bullpen too pretty quickly. And you, once you get into those pins, you've got to like the Braves' chances. That's one thing that's helped with COVID is they can carry twenty eight guys on the roster, fifteen pitchers, and they've got seven relievers they can count on, and they're going to need them all tonight. Dustin May has some of the best stuff, though, I've seen from a young starter. I mean, his stuff just moves all over the place. Talking about the Atlanta Braves, one went away from the World Series. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black and uh, WSB TV Sports Reporter Alan Mastrangelo? Yes, Mastrangelo. That's right. Mastrangelo. Pali Italiani? Yes. Oh, wow. Not really? Okay. Uh, Poco, that's Spanish. Poco. Uh, I mentioned this uh, could be two of the biggest sports days in Atlanta history. Obviously, tonight, the Braves have a chance to go to the World Series. Tomorrow? Despite all the COVID implications, it's number two versus number three, Georgia and the Crimson Tide. Jay Black, what's the latest with Coach Saban, and what's the latest with our dogs? Yeah, Saban's stealing the spotlight here with his uh, COVID situation, and apparently now he's negative. Tested negative yesterday. They announced the results about an hour ago. So what that means is the SEC rules, you have to test negative three days in a row. So presumably Thursday, Friday, and if he gets his Saturday test back, in time, he might be able to be out there by 8 o'clock on Saturday night for this uh, gigantic game. By my count, as we said yesterday, first time since 1942, Georgia's played in a top three regular season game. And that was also against Alabama, by the way, which they won. The difference is now Alabama scores 51 points a game. They've got an electric offense. Georgia's defense might be the best in the country. But their top linebacker and their top tackler, Monty Rice, is a game-time decision with a lower leg injury. Not what you want going into this huge matchup in Tuscaloosa. Not to throw too much shade here, but can we request Vanderbilt doctors test Saban and not Alabama doctors? (laughs) I would feel more comfortable with the test results if we had Vandy doctors doing the test. I'll, I'll settle for University of Alabama, Birmingham. <laughs> wow. WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black. Allison, uh, this is for supremacy in the SEC during the COVID-19. How big of a deal for it will be the Crimson Tide if, if Coach Saban's not on the sidelines tomorrow? 
You know, honestly, I I don't think it will really matter. No. I think that if he's not there, he's still going to be able to get in everyone's ear. But the NCAA rule says that he won't be – if he doesn't test negative, he's not allowed to be on the sidelines, right? Yeah. And then that's going to be a Sarkeesian. I think I'm saying his name. Yeah, Steve Sarkeesian. Shark. Yeah, um, so I, I don't think it will matter. I think that he's been able to coach enough. The players also, a lot of reports have been saying they're like, we'll be motivated to play for him if he isn't on the yeah. sidelines. And I think that it, it's been, you know, he's been able to coach throughout the week the same way through Zoom. He's been having guys actually hold up the cell phone so he can still coach and say, stop that play. I don't think it'll be a huge difference. Maybe they'll try to play, you know, maybe George will be like, maybe this is our time. We can finally beat him without the sidelines. But then does it count if Georgia beats him? Yes, you know, in the absolutely. Line? Yeah, if he's not there, that Kirby Smart is able to beat Nick Saban, though? Absolutely. That- it'll, it'll, count- count- it'll officially count in his record, so yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. Uh, Jay, so I uh, I can walk eight yards at a time before getting winded, but apparently that's what the Alabama offense is averaging per possession or per play per is play. eight yards Number That's like Tecmo Bowl numbers. Yeah, it's it's you, Saban built this dynasty on power running, a great offensive line, and telling the quarterback, don't do anything stupid to mess it up for our defense. They, those days are over. Saban is an old dog that has learned new tricks and has completely embraced tempo, air raid, throw it out, but they still have their big offensive line and their power back, and Najee Harris who's leading the SEC in rushing. They've got two of the best five wide receivers, and Mac Jones, their quarterback, is the number one rated passer in the NCAA. Those for 367 a game. It is a spectacular offense. However, I don't know if they could stop you on defense right now with the way they played <laughs> against Ole Miss. They've got, they're giving up 30 points a game. I, can't, I could not believe what I saw against Ole Miss. I don't think they're that bad. But I don't know if they're that good. I did have one touchdown catch in high school, so I, I oh. and that, that football is still on my mantle. Jay Black, this is your home of the Georgia Bulldogs. Lay out the broadcast schedule for us tomorrow on game day. So we will kick it off with our Dog Talk pregame show at 4 o'clock with Jeff Dantzler and Kevin Butler. Then uh, the tailgate show begins from Tuscaloosa with Neil, Eric, Lauren, and Scott Howard at uh, 5 o'clock. And then kickoff will be just after 8 here on the home of the Dogs. And uh, don't forget, uh, you can also pull us up on the uh, WSB radio app, pause the TV, pull up the app, and then uh, time it up with the television. And you can listen to uh, Scott and Eric with a call uh, from the comfort of home at 8 o'clock tonight, uh, tomorrow night. In the time of COVID, Allison, do you, are you going to Alabama tomorrow? What's your schedule? No, I'm actually going to Georgia tech for oh they're going up against clemson number so one what, rated clemson yeah. first time in how Trevor many years Lawrence could be a heisman trophy yeah one pick so that's where i'll be all right yeah. so uh and zach's in texas yeah zach's in texas yeah so, so we'll see if the braves can pull it off tonight or maybe tomorrow you want to send longoria to alabama to cover the game for channel two yeah can you go can you yeah, there's a Whataburger over exactly. there. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm down. All right, so final question, talking to Allison Mastrangelo from Channel 2, WSB Radio Sports Director Jay Black. I'll start with you, Allison, since you're not you're not born and raised in Georgia like Jay Black, so his, his answer is going to be a little different. <laughs> you got to pick one. Braves win tonight or the Dogs win tomorrow? Which, which, oh. which are you, uh, you know, you can only have one of those. I can only have one. Yeah. So, like, if I pick one, the other one's going to lose or just? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Braves because yeah. I think it's huge. I mean, I would love to see Georgia beat Alabama, but it's a game, right? Yeah. It's not no implications to this to move on to the World Series. Get it done now, then you have some time to rest. Sure. The World Series is next week, so I am picking for the Braves. Braves win tonight. Twitter is gonna light up. No, probably. I mean, listen, <laughs> there really isn't a wrong answer here. Okay. I mean, uh, let's just hope the Braves don't play the Astros, the cheating no. Longoria's cheating Astros in the World Series. Jay Black, same question for you, a little tougher. You went to Georgia, the Grady School of Journalism. You're a member of the Bulldogs broadcast team. Pick one win, Braves or Dogs? Dogs win tonight, Braves win Sunday. No, you can only have yeah, one, Jay I was going to say, I wouldn't pick that 
Yeah, you can only have one. Braves win tonight or the dogs win Saturday. I'm not choosing. You're not choosing. Oh, <laughs> I've, 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 I've laid down my answer. Jay, Jay already said all right, it. All right, all right, fine, fine. The Braves win the pennant. The dogs lose in Tuscaloosa, but the dogs beat Alabama in the SC Championship. Yeah, the correct Ooh, answer, yes. by the way, is the uh, Braves lose tonight. Dogs win tomorrow. Braves win tomorrow. And then everyone's happy. Oh, this was a trick question. That was an SAT question, oh. folks. Jay Black, we'll keep you. Uh, we'll hear you tomorrow. The uh, broadcast starts at 5 p.m. on your home of the dogs. Allison, we'll see you tonight on Channel 2. Yes, high All school right. football. High school football. Get yeah. out of here. Go to your yeah. game. Go Eagles. All right, go, go Eagles. We'll be right back. It's a Friday. Having fun on the Mark Aram Show. 95.5 WSB Atlantis News and Talk. Welcome back. Friday, 66 glorious degrees on Peachtree Street. I am loving the chillier temperatures. Hey, it's Tim. Did Longoria screw up the meter ratings again? Yeah, all right. Check his math. Check his math. Um, All right, so obviously big uh, sports weekend here. Hopefully the Braves and the Dogs could win. I was just like to to stir the the pudding, as Bortz used to say. All right, here's the question. So when the Braves won the NLDS, normally in normal times, you do the champagne, you're in the locker room, you're spraying everybody. But with COVID, they don't do that anymore. So I think... (laughs) Believe it or not, they were uh, drinking, like, individual bottles of, like, Miller Lite. Like, instead of the champagne that was set up in the clubhouse. Right. Like, because everyone, you know, you can't pass the bottles, whatever. So they had, so, like, I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You're celebrating, you're celebrating, it's fine. Sure. Um, but it kind of, like, takes away, instead of having Dom Perignon, you know, dunked on your head. What are you saying? Miller Lite's not comparable? No, well, it, is, it depends on your taste, <laughs> for sure. Here's the question I have. For us regular folks. still. We're, you and I and, and Longoria and Deborah Green, we're never going to celebrate a World Series victory in a locker room like that. No. But we do have celebrations, right? Uh, Leslie gets promoted. Hot neighbor gives birth. Deborah Green <laughs> goes to a concert. Whatever. Uh, how do you celebrate those those cool milestones in your life, right? Like if you get a promotion at work or um, whatever, you win a pro. I mean, whatever, whatever you do to celebrate normal folk like us, what do you do to celebrate? For me, automatically, it's like we're going out to a nice dinner. Like that's how I celebrate anything. We get good ratings. All right, I'm going out to a nice dinner. What do you do to celebrate the little victories in life? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Live on a Friday. Mark Aram, 95.5 WSB. Hey there, this is Patrick Warburton, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. Who, by the way... Welcome back to the show, 639, 21 in front of 7 o'clock. Mark Aram and the Bananas having fun on a Friday. I don't know what I'm more excited about, the weather or the sports. It's so nice outside. Tomorrow night I'm going to a uh, an outdoor venue. Maya's friend is having like an outdoor movie night. And there's going to be a fire. And I don't know if the friend knows it, but I'm bringing stuff for s'mores. Like I, I'm bringing... All the worst th- snack. Oh, it's so good, Oh, you don't like s'mores? Oh, no. <sighs> They're the worst. It's d- too much work. The, all right, listen. Oh. You might what? not like them, but you can't call them the worst. <laughs> Are you, you it's too much it work. Together. That makes them the worst. Would you rather have s'mores or candy corn? Oh, candy corn. No oh, way. Just because his wife sorry. likes it, that's why. 100% Ew. candy corn. Do so, I have to do anything to eat candy corn? No, I can just eat. What if, what if your wife makes the s'more for you and you just eat it? 
No, it's still, it's messy and sticky. Right. I don't need Anyway, that. let's say, all right, so Chuck's going to celebrate <laughs> a big event in his life with candy corn. How would you celebrate a big event in your life? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Because uh, if the Braves clinch uh, their spot into the World Series tonight, there's no champagne in the clubhouse anymore because of COVID. How do you personally celebrate the big moments in your life? For me, uh, uh, like when we get good ratings or uh, whatever, whatever positive thing happens in my life. Not that many positive things happen in my life, but at my first reaction is, how are we going to celebrate? We're going out to a fine, you know, a fancy dinner. That's the way I celebrate. Deborah, what do you do to celebrate uh, good things in your life? Um, depending on what it is, obviously, yeah. I'll probably buy myself something. Oh, retail, retail funds, little so, retail therapy. Yeah, like a pair of boots, makeup, new records, things nice. like that. Longoria, how do you celebrate something big in your life? Yeah, I'm pretty much like you. I, I like to go out and celebrate. So either yeah. a really fancy dinner or go out for drinks at a really nice place. You know, something that you don't normally go to. You know, not just your normal yeah, everyday you. Saturday. So a fancy bar right, or right. restaurant. Chuck, anything? When I was when I was single, I did what Deb did. I'd buy myself stuff. Yeah, then everybody to celebrate with, so I didn't care. Getting a new twelve gauge. Yeah, 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 exactly. But when I got married, now we lean more towards drinking than okay. eating. But you know, there's some eating it's like involved. A good it's bottle usually, of bourbon. Yeah, or, or we'll go somewhere a nice place where we can, you know, have fancy martinis and stuff. Interesting. Uh, so how do you celebrate, folks? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Ruth Mary kicks us off in Lawrenceville. Ruth Mary, welcome to the program. Thanks. Hope you all are doing good. Uh, three things. Yes. One, um, when I re-enlisted in the Navy, I had my ceremony at the Gettysburg Park at the Pennsylvania Monument, because that's where my family's from. Uh, all my teammates, or I should say shipmates, and um, family were there, and we all went out to eat afterwards. My father paid for everything. So food, glorious food, brings everybody together. So that's how we celebrate um, um, things in our lives is buy food because what else can you do and have good com- company and it's delicious. I'm with you. I'm with you. Know. you. And, well, and that was two things put together there, but that's what we usually do. And the other thing is candy corn for me. Thank you, low tea. Candy corn. Really? I mean, yeah. I'll eat it if you give it to me, but I'd much rather have a s'more than candy oh. corn. Yeah, no, candy corn. <laughs> All right. Speaking of corn, there is now a shortage of canned corn. How, what? what Why? Did, well, I, that's what I don't understand. So at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody bought canned stuff knowing that it wasn't going to go bad. Yeah. And they were stockpiling things. So you only plant corn once a year. Right? Yeah. It's oh. not, and so if everybody bought it in the spring, you know, they're not going to plant it again until next spring. Gotcha. So it's not like they can just, you know, there's no um, beyond corn that they can come up with. <laughs> Yeah, corn. <laughs> That's a good idea. Plant-based corn. Um, <laughs> but uh, I found out today from Maya that uh, pumpkin, canned pumpkin, is, oh, a, yeah. is there's a shortage of that there's as well. There's always I feel like every year there's a shortage of canned pumpkin. Because I need it for pumpkin pies and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I can never find it. Well, I guess it, even more so now because of the pandemic and everyone's baking and it's the holiday season. You know, people want to make that. So she was able to get some um, and she found it at, at, at a store. And she got her friend, her best friend two cans, too. She was so excited. She's like, I got Jenny two cans of canned pumpkin. It's <laughs> like, what? When you find it, it's like gold, especially when you're looking for it. Yeah, I guess. She could probably resell it at this point. Yeah. Mark Flip up it. the price. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. Rub it down. Flip it. <laughs> By the way, Longoria, how much of that uh, toilet paper toilet do you still have <laughs> that you stocked up Oh, on? yeah, I still I got, I got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. If you need any. I got plenty. I got plenty. 
I somehow lost a roll of toilet paper yesterday. Oh, come on. At yeah. the house? Well, so I got a new roll of toilet paper, and I'm in my bathroom. I'm lazy. I don't put it on the roll, yeah, I'm on, the, on the spin. I just yeah. put it on the- It's not going to stay on there very long. For, for real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and so, so I knew I was, I was running low, so I keep the extra rolls under the sink, yeah, and right. I pulled a roll out and brought it in and put it on the back of the, of the commode, Right. did what I had to do, and I turn around, and it's gone. And I'm like, what what Twilight Zone episode am I in right now? That I I I physically took it out from under the sink, put it on the back of the commode, did what I had to do, turn around, and it's not there. Did it fall? No, I mean my my bathroom is the size of I mean that chair. I mean it's a it's a there's nowhere to hide. Water this, closet, right? Yeah, okay. it's there's nowhere to hide. I was like, what the heck? Are you sure? Yeah. It's, you didn't crazy. like think that you yeah. were doing. You no. were thinking about putting it on. the So back I thought I was like, well, maybe I did. I put it on the kitchen on the the sink on the counter yeah. of the sink. I was like, that's probably what I did. I looked out there, there was nothing there, unless like Bosco jumped on the counter, grabbed it, <laughs> and ran away with it. Yeah, and hit it. It was weird. It was freaky. All right, uh, we're gonna come back uh, coming up uh, at seven oh seven. Reverend Raphael Warnock's going to join us on the program. Going to learn more about him. And uh, we still have Never Have I Ever with Russ and Gainesville. But how do you celebrate the big things in life? Hopefully, the Braves clinch the ticket to the World Series tonight. They won't be celebrating with champagne, though, because of COVID, but individual beers. When something good happens in your life, how do you celebrate? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. 653, 62 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8. Uh, big sports weekend. The Dogs, of course, tomorrow versus Alabama. Our coverage starts at 5 p.m. here on your home of the Dogs. And tonight, I think first pitch is at 9, Schlongo. Uh, Braves and the Dodgers, the National League Championship Series. They win tonight. And the Bravos are going to the World Series for the first time since 1999 when they lost to uh, a team that Chuck and I root for also. We won't mention their names. But uh, go Braves, go Dogs. Big sports weekend here in Georgia. Uh, the Lakers just won the NBA championship, and Deborah was doing some research. Did the Lakers celebrate with big bottles of champagne? Yeah, I remember seeing something on TV. They were in the locker room. They had the goggles on yeah. they were spraying each other. And they, they looked like they had bottles. I couldn't tell exactly what they were just because they're short clips. So, yeah. I mean, they were having some party in the locker room. Yeah, but I think, it's, I think they're doing like maybe little mini bottles of champagne. Sure. So you can't pass them around, Chuck? NBA was in such a bubble for so long. Oh, that's right. They had a little bit more lax rules with than what MLB. MLB, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Because they're not in a bubble, and they didn't have a single positive uh, test. That's that's oh, amazing. Okay. How would you, how do you celebrate the uh, highlights of your life? Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. Lynn joins us on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Lynn? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? Nothing, just driving home from visiting friends. Uh, big moment in, in Lynn's life. How do you celebrate? Do you do champagne? Do you buy something? Do you eat something? What do you do? We like to eat, but we like to cook, cook at home. So whoever the person that's being celebrated, they get to choose what we're going to eat. Aw, I like that. So let's say something big <laughs> happens in your life. What What do you choose for your family to cook for you? Hmm. Well, I would still have to cook it, but um, oh, you... well, my husband would... <laughs> My husband would grill me prime rib. I would have sautéed vegetables on top of a baked potato. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's yep. that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I, I don't think that you should. I mean, if something big happens to you, the the other folks in the family should cook it. Yeah, though someone else should cook. Yeah, I mean, if you if you get a promotion or something. Well, I'm a stay at home mom. So why are you right? Oh, 
her, her husband's mad at me for bringing that up, so he cut, <laughs> yeah, the, he yeah, cut the phone line. Um, now, what it is like if if Maya and I something big happens for Maya at work or something, she'll pick. She'll she'll get to choose the restaurant. If something happens big happens for me, I'll choose the restaurant. Usually, we have, you know we have similar food taste though, uh, so that happens. All right, celebrate the, uh, the little things in life. It doesn't have to be a big thing to celebrate. You know, just celebrate. Just celebrate. Have a good time. Come on. Um, we're going to have a good time when we come back after news, weather, and traffic. Reverend Raphael Warnock joining us live on the Mark Aram Show. Still to come as well. Never have I ever with Russ in Gainesville. We're live on a Friday. And then at 8 p.m., word on the street. Live with Shelly Winter and Milani Kai. I'm looking for some confirmation from the schedulers. Thank you, Deborah Green. Thank you, Deborah Green. Uh, news, weather, and traffic next. 404-872-0750. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. to the show and a good Friday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. The whole gang here live on a Friday. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck screens them calls reminder huge two days in sports here in atlanta the braves trying to uh, punch their ticket to the world series tonight first pitch at nine and then tomorrow georgia takes on alabama number two versus number three massive game in tuscaloosa all the coverage starts here on your home of the dogs at 5 p.m kickoff at 8 p.m go georgia bulldogs coming up in 30 minutes we'll play never have i ever with russ in gainesville uh but first joining us on the phone is uh Reverend Raphael Warnock. Uh, Reverend, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, and it's great to be with you. I appreciate it as we continue to learn a little bit more about uh, the candidates here. And again, Mark Arab Show, not really political. I just I just want to know more about the uh, the men and women that are running for elected office. So I'm honored that you join us. First up, how's, uh, how, how are you and your family holding up during the coronavirus? Oh, we're doing fine. I mean, these are challenging times. Um, but, you know, when I think about the needs and issues that so many people are, are confronted with, I'm, I feel very blessed. And uh, I have small children. Uh, they're four and one's my daughter's four. My son's almost two. And they are the light and loves of my life. And, and uh, we're having a good time on a Friday night. As soon as I'm done with this, we'll get I'll get back up to dinner. Yeah, like running for office with a four and a two year old. Holy smokes. That's that's crazy. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is, but I'm doing it anyhow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Reverend, let me ask you a question. So in 2005, you became the uh, senior pastor of Historic Ebenezer Baptist Church, which to me, full disclosure, I'm Jewish, so I just want to get that out there. But I would think as a reverend, as a pastor, like that is the pinnacle of your profession, right? To to get that uh, that position in such a historic location. How did you wind up at Ebenezer Baptist? Well, um, you know, in the Baptist Church, there there's no uh, episcopacy, if you will, that 
short answer, by the congregation itself. Uh, they did a national search, and, um, uh, you know, they looked far and wide, and somehow I ended up in the spot. I've been there now for 15 years. I'm deeply honored uh, to serve as pastor of that church. Ebenezer was founded in 1886, and I'm only the fifth senior pastor in the history of that church, so we stay a little while, and uh, it's been wonderful. Well, when and you that, found out the news that you were you were selected or elected, um, your reaction, I mean, I would imagine that's like a, a baseball player getting called up to the major leagues, being like, I can't believe this is actually happening. Yeah, like, yeah, I was deeply honored, and I remember calling my dad, who's now deceased, but it was Father's Day to let him know that I was going to Martin Luther King Jr.'s church to serve as senior pastor, and it's, it's a, a real honor. But, you know, the people of Ebenezer want what other people want in all congregations, you know. They, they you know, you, I visit the sick and I preach on Sunday morning and try to provide hope, particularly in tough times like these. Talking to uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock on the Mark Aram Show. It, it's, it's, uh, I'm glad you're here because I want to share. I, I talked about this uh, April 9th, 2018, was one of the greatest and most impactful days of my life. Uh, it was the first time I had ever been to a service at Ebenezer Baptist, and it was the day uh, we had the uh, Martin Luther King Jr. rally. We were walked from the the church to the state capitol, and we had uh, the slain daughters of Malcolm X there, and Edgar Mever, uh, Medgar Evers, and uh, I was honored to be a part of that program, and I got back that night on the air, and I can't tell you the impact it had on me just to, to experience all that has gone on at Ebenezer and the service there and being with the civil rights leaders and, and walking that path, uh, it, it left an indelible, indelible mark on my soul. Uh, so I just wanted to say thank you for that experience because there are a few yeah. days in my life I actually remember the date of something, but that's a date yeah. I remember, and it was it was a, a soul-moving uh, afternoon for me. So thank you for that. Yeah, it, sure. And this is what Ebenezer does. And we welcome people from all over the city and the country and the world every weekend. April 9th, 2018, that would have been the 50th anniversary of Dr. King's funeral. Correct. And um, so it was a moving day. I remember it very, very well. And I'm glad you were there. What, what happens? Let's let's play the uh, the hypothetical game that you, that you win the Senate seat. Uh, you you would then move on from Ebenezer Baptist. Do you stay involved? What what happens then? Here's the thing. Uh, after I win the Senate seat, <laughs> I get to turn around. I get I get to turn around and run again right away because I'm finishing the last two years of Johnny Isaacson's term. It's not the full six year term. So I'll be running right away. And look, I've been at Ebenezer for 15 years. Uh, I I know how to walk and chew gum. It's a it's a church that uh, is used to operating in the public square. We'll we'll see how those things work out. But I'll tell you, if I weren't serving as a United States senator, if you look at the kinds of things I've been involved in over the years, it's been the kind of work that extends the ministry of the church into the public square anyway. So here I am running a candidate for the United States Senate. There are two Senate races going on in the state, by the way. Um, uh, I'm running in the special election. Um, um, but if, I, if I, I'm running for office, but I'm talking about the things I've been talking about, doing the things I've been doing, focused on health care reform, focused on voting rights, the dignity of work, because I don't think that these are just political issues. They're moral issues. 
And what I hope to do is bring moral leadership to Washington, D.C. Graduated from Morehouse College. Was was politics always, uh, you know, a vision for you or is this something that happened later in life? You decided to get into the political game. Yeah. Social transformation has always been my my dream and my vision and the thing that I care about. And for me, politics is a tool. It's a tool in the toolbox. I'm really not in love with politics. I'm in love with with uh change and in love with humanity. And uh, it was Martin Luther King Jr.'s voice that really captivated my imagination as a young person. I was born after the civil rights movement. I'm a post-civil rights generation baby, but uh, my parents, and both of my parents are preachers, but um, I was just captivated by Dr. King's voice and his, the depth of his commitment to a more inclusive vision of our humanity, that we can come together across racial lines and build what he called the beloved community. I was, an, I was just really arrested by that uh, as a young person. And I went to Morehouse College here in Atlanta. I grew up in public housing down in Savannah, Georgia, one of 12 children. I'm number 11 and the first college graduate in my family. I decided that I was going to Morehouse College, and it was really the spirit of Martin Luther King Jr. that recruited me uh, to that school. I often say I went to Morehouse on a full faith scholarship. I didn't have enough money for the first semester. Uh, but somehow I graduated, went on to earn uh, two other master's degrees and a Ph.D. degree. And then 18 years later, after graduating from Morehouse College, this kid growing up in public housing who just wanted to go to Dr. King's school ended up becoming the pastor of Dr. King's church. I'm running for the U.S. Senate because I think it's harder now for kids uh, growing up in struggling families, uh, all across Georgia, not just the urban areas, but in rural, disaffected areas in the state. It's harder now for kids than it was for me. Somebody gave me a low-interest student loan. Somebody gave me a Pell Grant. Uh, and now our kids are graduating. If they graduate from college, many of them are loaded with so much debt that they have a mortgage before they have a mortgage. I think that's a drag on their on their dreams and on the economy, and it's one of the reasons I'm running for the U.S. Senate. Reverend Raphael Warnock joining us on the Mark Aram Show. Listeners of the station know um, we're wall-to-wall political ads right now, and I've noticed, you know, there's a lot of negative ads out there, but I haven't noticed many negative ads about you. Is it because that uh, your two primary Republican opponents are kind of going back and forth and they're not really focused on you right now? They're trying to secure their base? Do do you feel like you're, you're catching a break in that regard? hitting me every now and then you know there's the ads and then there's social media and uh look we'll see how this all unfolds um i'm in a race where there are 21 people and i'm number because it's, the names are listed alphabetically and my last name is warnock i'm number 20 out of 21 so mark i'm right where i was when the teacher said all right it's time to line up for recess or for lunch i was always the kid <laughs> next to the last kid in line and and just as i was overcoming that trauma i'm the 20th name on a ballot with 21 people running for the u.s Senate. my my wife got her absentee ballot last week and she's she she was uh like i i don't see uh the reverend's name on here i'm like flip the page over like he's he's at the <laughs> very bottom of the list so folks do have to hunt out uh the reverend so we were talking earlier uh, about celebrations life celebrations uh the braves if they win uh tonight to go to the world series won't have that big champagne celebration because of the covid they'll have individual bottles etc what, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. When you win the Senate seat, 
What uh, what goes on in the Warnock house when you have a big celebration? Do you have a, a big meal? How do you celebrate the uh, the great things in life? Oh, yeah. A, a, a big meal is always in order. After all, you know, I'm a Baptist preacher and, you know, <laughs> faith and food kind of go together. And it's not even just the family. It's the church family and everybody else who is in my orbit. So, you know, I can't uh, look. We, we all have got to be careful in this moment and um, socially distance. And I know we're all, you know, we, we're, we're, you know, we're worn out with this and we, we get weary, but we got to hang in there, uh, not out of fear, but with a deep sense of love. Uh, but I can't wait until we can all come up and out of this space and uh, embrace each other in the ways that we've grown so accustomed to. So I look forward to that moment, and um, uh, we've got to do everything we can to stay safe in the meantime. I will bring the raisin-free potato salad, Reverend. Yeah, that sounds good. You, you, <laughs> listen, don't mess with the potato salad. You got to know what you're doing, Mark. You can't play around. With understood, understood. Revan, before we let you go, uh, folks want to know more about your campaign, et cetera. You have a website you can point us to? Sure. You can go to warnockforgeorgia.com. It's nothing abbreviated in that, nothing, you know, cute. Uh, it's, it's my last name spelled W A R N O C K for Georgia, spelled completely out.com. And you can learn more about my race for the U.S. Senate and, and why I think this is such a defining moment in American history that requires all of us to stand up. Reverend, appreciate your time. Best of luck. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you for having me. There you go. Reverend Raphael Warnock on the Mark Aram Show. That's a test to see how political he is. When the white guy says, hey, I'm going to bring the potato salad to see how political a response you can get. He handled that well. Uh, good stuff right there. Again, all the candidates are welcome on the Mark Aram Show. Deborah Green sent emails out. I don't want to talk politics. I just want to get to know these folks. Uh, 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. 724, the Mark Aram Show rolls along on a Friday, a big sports Friday. The Braves try to get to the World Series tonight. Oh, fingers crossed. I mean, how we need that. We need that for this city. Sweet Jesus, get us to the World Series, please. And then tomorrow, number two versus number three, Georgia and uh, Alabama right here on your Home of the Dogs. Coverage starts at 5 p.m. Kickoff at 8 p.m. from Tuscaloosa. Yet to see... If uh, Coach Nick Saban will be on the sidelines for the Crimson Tide or not, so there's like a million reasons why I don't have children. I, I think you know it's there's you know the big ones, right? I just haven't had them yet. That's the sure. number one. But I've always <laughs> been hesitant to have them, and people mock me for this. But I don't want the responsibility of naming another person. It's difficult. It. I can't imagine how you guys did it. Uh, the process for you naming. Lily Grace and Livia <laughs> Longoria, yeah. <laughs> Charles Thomas the third, no Jackson Abernathy Hainsbridge the third. We kind of just gave up and named him that because we couldn't really find something that we. So he just ended up with that name by default because we just really got tired of thinking about it. Def- what was the process for you, Longoria, naming your beautiful uh, daughter? Ba- um, baby book, and we just you went through. Yeah, book? we bought a baby book. We just went through the names and you know, kind of. I picked both of them. I I got. I got lucky. You did, yeah. yeah. She just gave up. She was no. I don't think she gave up. Um, we we agreed on it, but okay. you know the names I came up. I with would were... do the same thing. I, I don't want the. Pre- it took me a while to name my dogs. Right, <laughs> like that's a lot of pressure naming a dog, and I don't think I could name a human. And here's another reason why 
I, I don't want because a name you name someone that's their name mm-hmm. right and all that comes along with it. Um, I went to high, I went to school elementary school with Richard Speck. Okay, his parents named him after after a serial killer. Oh. There's a, <laughs> like, like oh, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Not to mention the obvious, like, really horrible nickname that goes along with being called oh, yeah. Richard Speck. The, the short nickname. Yeah. Richard, like, yeah. It, it's, like, there's so much pressure. Like, you got to worry about your kid getting beat up with the name, whatever. Now, on top of that list, there are certain names that apparently uh, the clumsiest folk among us have, right? Okay. Who's the clumsiest of the, of the four of us, do you think? Oh, I have no idea. It's me. I'll, I'll I say it. you. Yeah, yeah probably. I, I'm, I wait, wouldn't think it's Chuck. No, I'm definitely clumsy. I stub okay. my toe. I drop stuff. Like I, I'm the clumsiest. Ironically, Mark is on the list of the clumsiest, clumsiest names. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I'll give you the list when we come around. All I just, right. I don't want to. If I have ever kid, uh, maybe I'll have. I'll do a Twitter poll. Name my child because I don't want. Oh that yeah, that'll pressure. be better. Um, Cheryl's a beautiful name for her daughter, though. Cheryl Castro coming up with news, weather, and traffic next. When we come back, I'll tell you about the clumsy names. Plus, we're going to play Never Have I Ever with Russ in Gainesville, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB. Hey, this is Louis Anderson, and you're listening to the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back. Final half hour of the Mark Aram broadcast. Coming up at 8, allegedly, Shelly and Milani, word on the street. Usually Shelly's in here. Oh, he's driving back from Macon, right? Didn't he go to the Trump rally in Macon? All right, so he'll talk about that 8 to 10 here on WSB Radio. I need two contestants to call right now to play Never Have I Ever with Russ in Gainesville. And, yes, we do have prize packs to give away. So 404-872-0750, wsb talk Before we do that, though, uh, the clumsiest names in America – This is from today.com. Is that the NBC show, Today? I think so, yeah. Okay. Uh, Proceed with caution when choosing a baby name. According to new data compiled by Uplift Legal Funding, the lawsuit loan funding service just released the most accident-prone names in America after analyzing eternal data on personal injury claims involving slips, trips, and falls. Clumsiest female names, Longoria. Okay. Are these in order from the the most clumsy to the least? Yes, yes. Most clumsy, number one. All right. So um, number 10. Louise. I don't think I've ever met a Louise. Oh, we had one that worked in sales, right? I was going to say, wasn't there a Louise in the building? Yeah. I never saw her fall. I, well, no, I don't know. <laughs> never saw her uh, fall. Number nine is Gabrielle. Gabrielle. That sounds so elegant. Like, it's, that's an elegant name. I can't believe that'd be a clumsy name. Oh, number seven, Deborah. Uh-oh. But spelled mean, differently. You, I mean, I do post <laughs> photos of all my bruises when I would you, go to Well, you're not clumsy. Concerts. You're just reckless. <laughs> you know, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're a mosher. <laughs> uh, Angela. I've known some clumsy Angelas. Uh, number six is Mary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Mary, why are you bugging? Uh, Kimberly. <laughs> Barbara. Barbara sounds like a clumsy yeah. name. Linda, definitely a clumsy name. Number two, Taylor. Traffic Trooper Taylor, number yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. And number one, the uh, clumsiest female name, Haley. I can say that for sure. I worked with two Haley's, and they were, yeah, definitely. So you can you can validate these. For Haley, statistics. for sure, yeah. All right, clumsiest dude's names. Uh, at the bottom of the list, well, th- these are the top ten. Number ten is James. You know any clumsy James? Yeah, I mean, yeah, my brother just named his kid James, but he's only like two months old, so we don't know yet. So James, that includes Jim, right? Jimmy, James, sure. all those. So Jimmy Carter, uh, number six callers ahead of a 
Christmas, Timmy. Exactly. Number nine, William. That doesn't seem like a clumsy name. Like, that's a, cl- a classy name, William. Bill. Bills are clumsy. Bills are clumsy. Williams are not clumsy. Uh, number eight, Samuel. See, Samuel, does, Sam. Sam's a clumsy name. Samuel is uh, yeah. Samuel Adams. Uh, number seven, Bob. Bob's definitely a clump, uh, klutz. <laughs> Bob's are klutzes, uh, but I'm more klutzy than Bob. Mark is number six on that list. Oh, I wow. am very clumsy. Number five, Daniel. That's your say. That's a biblical name, right, Chuck? Yep. Was Daniel in the Bible? Was he clumsy? Was he a klutz? I don't think so. Moses described as Moses dropped the tablets. That's pretty klutzy. Yeah. Right. Well, or he threw them tablets. down. They were big tablets. They're heavy. Uh, Ryan number four. Brian number three. Blake number two, and the clumsiest male name. According to the data, Kyle. Kyle. Okay. I've known a couple of Kyles. One's in jail. Well, that's Dude, so clumsy, weird. Is it clumsy burglar? Am I before we get to never have I ever? So there's this guy I grew up with. I was I wasn't really close friends with him, but um, we were friendly, you know. Anyway, he went to jail numerous times. Dude's been on the struggle bus left and right, and he said he recently sent me a friend request on Facebook, and I've just got it sitting there. Because I don't know what's going on with this guy. Do I want him knowing what's going on in my life? Like a, a two-time, like he's he's just had a, you know, I wasn't that close with him. Am I am I wrong for not accepting his friend request? No, not at all. No. No? If Chuck? Yeah, no, do it right. you want. Just don't really decline friends. it. Yeah, we weren't really Really, friends. I decline him all the time. Like, yeah. nope, nope, I just nope. let him sit there. Yeah, I just, yeah, let, him I just let him sit there. To let there. make them think that yeah. I did it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there you go. Clumsy names. Let's play Never Have I Ever with Russ in Gainesville. It's Never Have I Ever with Russ in Gainesville. He's a legend on the Mark Aram Show, a legend in North Georgia. And uh, ladies, he could be yours. It's Russ in Gainesville. How are you, Russell? Happy Friday, buddy. Hey, it's Mark. Hi, everybody. Are you in the bathroom? Where are you? No, I'm inside my house. All right. Does it sound bad? No, you sound perfect now. Uh, let's okay. meet our contestants on the phone. Shirley joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Shirley, tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm from Canton, Georgia, born and bred, Cherokee County. Go Warriors, go Braves, go Georgia. Ma, that is perfect. Thank you, Shirley. Brandon, you're going to be playing Shirley. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Brandon? Did I get the name wrong? I think he's trying to talk, but he, he can barely hear All right, him. if you're on speaker, Brandon, we can't hear you, so uh, I'm going to put you on hold. I'm no. not on speaker. No? Are you on a motorcycle? <laughs> no, I'm in a car. All right, hang on. Uh, you deal with Brandon. Shirley's on a motorcycle. This is uh, this is a cluster. It's going great. Uh, we'll start with you, Shirley. Basically, the Never Have I Ever game with Russ and Gainesville goes as follows. I am going to say something, and you just have to guess whether or not Russ uh, did this thing or not, okay? Okay. So it's 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 very it's a 50-50. Um, has Russ and Gainesville ever bought a gift from a discount store and put it in a different package to make it look more expensive? Oh, absolutely. Russ, you ever done that? Bought a something at a Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, and then put it in a, a Lennox shopping uh, mall bag? Yeah, I think I've done that with jewelry. Yeah. Oh, it's it's Shirley's win. All right, Shirley. Um, are you? Do you have the uh, window down, Shirley? No. What? What? Are you in the back I'm of a? Are you in the back of a pickup truck? No, I'm on seventy-five. Okay, hang on, hang on a second, Shirley. Uh, Chuck is gonna figure it out. Let's see if we can get Brandon better. Brandon, are you there, buddy? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you sound perfect. All right, good job, Brandon. Uh, so, surely get the point there. All right, surely got the point. All right, never have I ever continues with Russ in Gainesville. Uh, has Russ in Gainesville ever borrowed something that he wound up keeping? So, like, he borrowed uh, um, a garden hose from a neighbor, but he never gave it back. Has Russ ever done that? I honestly think he probably did. I think everyone probably has. Russ, you ever done that? I'm sure I have, yes. Nothing, anything in particular come to mind? Uh, no, I was trying to think, but uh, I can't think of anything. But I know... People have done it to me, so I've done it to them back. <laughs> what is Russ lending out? Yeah, what are you lending out, Russ? Oh, people, oh, you know, borrow all kinds of things. Um, STDs. Margarita machine. <laughs> Little black book. <laughs> Little black book. That Don't ever give that up, Russ. Uh, no, I all right. Want that. Brandon gets the point. Let's see if we can get Shirley back on. Hey, Shirley, you there? I'm here. All right, you sound 100% better. All right, uh, has Russ in Gainesville ever pre- pretended not to be home when someone rang his doorbell? Has he ever ghosted someone at his door? Yes, I think he has. Russ, you ever ghosted someone? They ring the doorbell, knock on the door, and you pretend you're not home? Yes, I'm doing it a lot now, too. I don't want any visitors now. I'm the same way, Russ. I do that all the time. And if I don't know you're coming, and if you're not a delivery person, I am not answering the door. I I don't know. It's weird that that's the society we live in, but I'm not doing that. All right, uh, never have I ever. Brandon, has Russ in Gainesville ever driven through an ice storm? Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I mean, how long has he been in Georgia? 30-plus years, Russ? 40 years? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he, many decades. Yeah, he's driven through an ice storm. Then uh, if yeah, been, I would think so, decades. too. Russ, you ever driven through a, an ice or a snowstorm? We'll give you one or the other. Oh, yeah, and I've crashed in them, too, you know, acting like I knew what I was doing. You fishtailed a lot? Dangerous. Hello? Yeah, you fishtailed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Russ, you okay? You sound a little under the weather today, buddy. No, I'm great. You're great? All right. Never have I ever that continues with uh, Shirley. Shirley, has Russ in Gainesville ever knowingly run a red light? Knowingly run a red light? Shirley? I'm here. Okay. Uh, Has Russ in Gainesville... Has knowingly run a red light? Yeah. Not by accident. Um, He did it on purpose. Well, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Take your time. No, no, I don't think, no, I don't think he's purposely ran a red light. Yeah, you're you're 100% wrong on that. 100% wrong, Russ. Tell her, Russ. Darn it. Yeah, I've run red lights. <laughs> yeah, I know nuns that have purposely run red lights. There's ever, I think everyone's at you know three in the morning. There's no one around. You, you punch it. You get through there. Uh, no point for yeah. Shirley. Brandon, this is a tough one. Has Russ in Gainesville ever written a book? You know, the obvious answer would be no. But let's go ahead and go on a limb and go with the not obvious and say yes. You say yes. Russ, I'm very curious. Have you ever written a book? I've started a book, but I've never finished one. I'm going to give you credit. Starting a book and writing a book, that, that's the first step. You need to finish the memoirs, Russ. 100%, by the way. you got to get that done. Uh, never have I ever with Russ in Gainesville. Surely has Russ ever... Hmm. Been called to the boss's office. Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we've all, if we've, we've had bosses, you've been called to the office at least once. Russ, you ever been called to the boss's office? 
I used to get called to the office in high school like every day. That's not that's mm. high school though. What about a boss like a working working yeah, Russ? Yeah, I'm sure I have. Yeah, I've been fired many times. Yeah, usually they'll call you the office for that. All right, last one. Uh, never have I ever with Russ in Gainesville. Uh, Brandon has Russ ever stood someone up on a date, not shown up to a date. Has Russ ever done that? I don't know. He sounds like a classy guy. I don't think he. Anybody, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't think so. He's a southern gentleman. Ross, you ever stood someone up on a date? Yeah, I got in trouble for that the other day. I oh. think I told you about it. What happened? I just, I didn't go, you know, and she's mad at me now. Remember the girl I told you, that girl from Peru? Oh, yeah, the Peruvian. Yeah, she's all mad at me now, so. Yeah. All right, so there we go. End of Never Have I Other with Russ in Gainesville. What is the score, Deborah Green? 3-3. Three, three. It's a tie. We got a tie. That's all right. You both win the WSB prize pack. Uh, Shirley, great job. Thanks for joining us. Brandon, don't hang up. Uh, Chuck's going to get some info from you. What have they won, Deborah Green? Both of you have a one-car pass to the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra performing the music of Led Zeppelin this Sunday at Ameris Bank Amphitheater. That's awesome. What a great prize wow. pack. Russ, uh, what's up this weekend, buddy? Any big plans? That sounds great. I like the sound of that. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not really doing anything because of this Corona stuff. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have friends come over every once in a while, but that's about as far as I go right now. All right. I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to put you on hold, Russ. If no one, uh, if one of the two contestants can't take the prize pack, I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Oop, I put him on hold already. Is that cool, Russ? Yes, sir. Thank All you. All right. We'll give you something to do this weekend. So there you go. Russ in Gainesville. Uh, 404-872. Well, Greg in Cleveland. We'll just take Greg and then we're out of here. It's Friday. I'm hungry. I've got ravioli in the fridge. I'm very excited about that. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. It's the Mark Arum Show on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Mark Arum on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show. Thanks, as always, for listening Monday through Friday, 6 to 8. And you can listen at home on the WSB radio app, Amazon Alexa, Google Play, etc., etc., etc. Greg's in Cleveland. Greg, finish us off strong, buddy. Hey, Mark. Mazel tov. Congratulations on the wedding. Thank you, my friend. And two things real quick. Hey, Doug, I know y'all are the flagship uh, radio station for the Bulldogs, but don't forget Georgia Tech's playing number one Clemson at home tomorrow. Uh, let's see how the Jackets do. Hoping for a good weekend. I'm very and number excited. Two, yes. Number two, when it comes to naming your kid, once you've narrowed it down to a name that you think you want, go to a place where there's a bunch of kids, maybe a playground once all this virus mess is over. Mm-hmm. And shout out the name like you're trying to find your kid. Okay. And then listen to what the other kids say. If they make fun of it in a strange <laughs> way, you'll know. That's a that's a great but, little lit, litmus test right there. I like it, Greg. Thank you, my friend, by the way. Yeah, at all, I'm, I'm not uh, anti-Georgia Tech at all. I, I didn't grow up here, so I don't hate Tech. Yeah. I would love for them to, to beat Clemson. That'd be fantastic. Uh, real quick, Longo, some breaking mm. news, my friend. Bad news for Chuck. Where is Bad news for you. Uh Uh-oh. Your favorite soft drink is now discontinued. Tab. Coca-Cola has finally gotten rid of Tab. I thought Tab had been gone years ago. Oh, yeah, I haven't even seen it. Where could you even find that? I don't know, but apparently you can't find it anymore. At the end of the year, Tab will be no more. The once popular diet soda from the 70s and 80s 
which has developed a cult following uh, due to its blend of artificial sweetener, saccharin, and NutraSweet, uh, will be no more. So Tab's getting rid of that. But some better breaking news, Longoria. <laughs> Wearing out my finger over there. Longoria gets a buck every time he hits that. Krispy Kreme giving out free donuts to customers in costume. Krispy Kreme will give a free donut to customers who visit a store wearing a Halloween costume on Saturdays between October 10th and Halloween. Customers who buy a dozen donuts can buy another dozen for a dollar. I, by the way, I'm going to tweet out this video. Mm. I found out what my Halloween costume is going to be this year. What is it? Okay. I'm going to tweet out this video okay. right now. It is amazing. I'm very excited. This I'm, I'm not really a big Halloween guy, but this is the greatest costume I've ever seen. Uh, let's do Star of the Show, Longo. Are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Allison Mastrangelo from Channel 2 Action News, sports reporter. Uh, she joined us to talk Braves and Dogs. Uh, I, the only regret I have is that Jay Black wasn't in studio for that, to see him turn. Oh, he'd have been, he'd have a flop sweat yes. and be uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able to answer any questions. That's that my bad. Great. That's my bad. Yeah, I'll, you gotta do that I'll fix time. that for next time. Uh, again, Dogs and uh, Alabama tomorrow. Our cover starts at 5, kickoff at 8. On your home of the dogs, 95.5 WSB. We'll continue the conversation throughout the weekend. I'm social media active, folks, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Don't go to sleep, little baby. Word on the street is next. Don't you weep, pretty baby. She's long gone. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.